Hello and welcome back to another episode of Boys Gone Wild. A very, very special episode indeed. It is the 150th episode of Boys Gone Wild! Yeah! yeah. Look at that. Isn't That's that a bit great? of showbiz and glam. Um, if you're wondering, that was horrendous. Really? Well, just very cold in the hands. Yeah, I feel like it's got maybe tightened because of the coldness. Do you want to talk us through this bottle of Prosecco? Yeah, so this is from the Offy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite, when I used to work at a bar or a nightclub, oh, yeah. my favorite thing would be um, when someone would order a bottle of Prosecco because they're very, they're usually very fun to open. But this one wasn't. This one wasn't fun to open. Maybe mm. I got too cocky. Exactly. Uh, this is a Canty. Um, yeah. A Canty Prosecco. Canty um, Prosecco. Uh, uh, Rangi Consolata DLC twenty twenty I don't know. Twenty uh twenty-one uh pale store in colour with bouquet and taste of green apples and flowers. Green uh, apples and flowers. Excellent as an aperitif or yeah. with lightly sorted uh, dishes. Can I check if it's corked, please? Yeah. Right. Enough. <laughs> Is this acceptable for your sir? Would you like to continue with your for bottle table. for the table? For the table. Wonderful. Yeah. It does taste happily. What about, do you reckon it would go well with a salty dish? Did it say that? Yeah, I think it, yeah, maybe it, it would. Um, um, are you getting the flowers? Not as much. A lot of green apple. Uh, this is the only special thing we're doing for the 150th. Uh, there's no other things planned. Um, so it's a treat for us. Um, but, you know, this is not the 200th ep. This is the 150th ep. I guess it's I'm quite wearing, bleak because you'd think it would be, because we've hit 150. I was thinking this in the shower, actually. Okay. Um, and I was like, oh, well, we won't be, you know, 200 in ages. But that's a year, isn't it, really? It's a long time. It's a year. It was the, the 100th episode was yeah. pretty much a year ago. Yeah, it, exactly. it must, it must exactly be a year, a year ago because we probably well, we missed a couple more than two. Mm. So it was almost always by Christmas time. But do you have any reflections on the last fifty episodes? Um, I can't really. I, I things go instantly out of my head. Yeah. Because when people try and bring one, it's infuriating when someone messages you with a response to something you said on a podcast. Maybe you know, filmed we have it a five friend of ours who, who in a group chat with other people will say his. <sighs> contrarian opinion about something we've said on the podcast yeah as if we're still talking as if we're still talking about it and particularly <laughs> even that's for even us to still remember but the other people in the group chat as well yeah haven't got a clue what, no idea what is even in reference He'll be to saying oh no i like brie what's yeah. he talking about be like, i don't because i don't and even remember like, oh, we did 15 minutes about on we, brie we hate brie yeah <laughs> but i don't i always forget so i don't really have any reflections no. on it I don't. It's it's kind of been more of the same. What does it, it naturally ebbs and flows? I find. What does 150 mean as a number? Uh, what, let's meditate on that. What does 150? What 150 episodes? What is that? You it's, know. Uh, well, hours. It's yeah. around 150 hours, not including the Patreon. Yeah. So, 100 so what episodes, is it? It's about 100 225. Episodes, but it's more, uh, the 100th episode, that was a milestone. Because I guess a lot of podcasts don't Just have the same stop, power yeah. to get to 100. 150. Are, are we in rarefied air yet? Not no. quite, not quite. I What's just, the, what, 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 as a milestone, how does it set itself apart from the 100? As, as what happens with many things yeah. in this world. Yeah. You kind of, there's a, you can hit a thing early on. You can hit a milestone early on that feels like a milestone and you celebrate it. Yeah. But once you've hit that milestone, everything else then becomes irrelevant until you hit really high stuff. Remember when we said we we're going to kill ourselves on air if we, if we didn't reach a thousand subscribers? We did though. 
what kill ourselves kill ourselves on? Love <laughs> no we did reach the amount of subscribers yeah and now we're on 4,000 and n- 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 we haven't celebrated any of those milestones I don't think it'll mean anything until 10,000 well I think they need another ultimatum yeah I think it's I think I think they they've gone easy they've thought <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, oh good they're not we, gonna no, kill no, themselves no 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 we need 10,000 subscribers by the end of play today let's not that's before this episode comes out by right. the way yeah so they've got no chance <laughs> well they might do we have to and we'll kill ourselves live on air on this episode on this episode if we don't reach it by the end of the episode we're recording this wednesday if by the end of wednesday we don't ten thousand, yeah we'll do another episode where we kill ourselves then that's the truth maybe we go for something less than ten thousand. we did one for one so maybe we can do one for five yeah five 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 and we'll kill ourselves yeah Yeah, there we go yeah Um, it's a good way to manipulate the public into liking you or at least giving the appearance of liking you holding them hostage with the the threat of your own debt um and then offy prosecco i'm not, yeah, it's not actually it's not actually yeah there it is yeah what the have you got the green apple fizz there's the apple it's not far off apple tea i like the apples i'm not sure about the flowers <laughs> it's not it's not in it, a taste test I, I wouldn't say it would be crazy different for apple tizer no you're absolutely right it's <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of apple it is a lot of apple yeah it's not notes of apple it is it's an apple flavored drink <laughs> apple flavored prosecco drink yeah you're going it's back nice for more. Of, isn't that nice to have a bit of class? Yeah. Did we do Prosecco? What did we do for 100? I think we, it was Prosecco, yeah. Yeah, we got party poppers and stuff. So Prosecco is a region, like Champagne's a region. Sure. So, and, they're all, and then Carver's a region. Right. Um, you know all this? Yeah. Yeah. So apparently... I know you don't believe me. No, I, I do, do believe you. Yeah. I do believe you. Uh, don't worry. I believe you. Um, You're wearing a lot of knitwear. I'm wearing... <laughs> it's chilly. <laughs> Because I feel we we really spunked our it's chilly conversation. It's a shame because now it's really chilly. It's now like yeah. biblical. I it's think like, on our plan, the first bullet point every time has been it's, it's chilly. It's bloody, it's bloody, it's cold. bloody cold, isn't it? And now it feels like boy who cried wolf. Yeah. And someone even called you out saying you're talking all about this chilliness, but you're wearing a thin shirt with the t-shirt underneath. You'd be surprised how warm it is under the lights. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'd say. And yeah. I also replied that fashion doesn't feel the cold and no yeah. one responded to no that no one cares yeah um, you want to get the dicks so, in but so you know Sussex is, I thought you were going through cheers there you go um, you know Sussex is now going to yep. become like Champagne like um, Carver as a region so you're for what have a, you're why have a glass of because now south of England is where France was 400 <coughs> years ago climate wise is uh, now uh, the are south we ready England. we ready for wine wine season white wine Ugh. Obviously, my dad's Ugh. big into this. White wine, rosé, sparkling white wine. Where did you get this information from? Dad. Yeah, there we go. Let's yeah. disregard it. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't believe any of don't, that. Uh, don't believe a word out, out of that man's mouth. Uh, red, I think they need a slightly more um, warmer. warmer climate uh, than the yeah. others. Um, but it feels like it's all it's all shifting up, isn't it? It's nice to get wine advice from a character out of Dennis the Menace. <laughs> it's, it's what you want. It's what you want. <laughs> Who am I, Dennis? Am I the bully? No, you're a new character. <laughs> a new character? Yeah, just um, Horatio. Rodney the nonce. Horrid Horatio. Horrid, ha- <laughs> Horrid Henry. Right. Horrid yeah. Harry. Um, you, look like, you look like you hide behind corners to throw snowballs at women. Yeah. You've never really grown up properly. No. And it's just very, it can be kind of cute if a child might throw a snowball across the road at you. But for you, it's like, that's enough. Do you think with the moving climates, do you think... Um, it, the, part of that excites me is it feels like in many ways we're, we're, we're owed. We're at the start of something new. Yeah, well, we're owed. It feels so good to be here with you. We're owed a climate. It's high school musical. Yeah, I got that. Mm. We're owed a nicer climate. Because if, if we become what France was 
300 years ago and, it's constantly, are, yeah. and it's constantly shifting up and yeah. before you know it Italy will become the desert and everything's just moving up yeah. be, it, we, will, we could eventually reach quite a nice sweet spot here there are many benefits to climate change that people don't often talk about exactly and England are sitting pretty because of, we're sitting nice at the minute. We've been, we haven't had enough, you know, warm summers. No, and I think that's more important to talk about. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's just if we could generally just change our climate to something. Do you think we'll ever reach the stage where the south of England's like the Mediterranean? I wonder. I don't know if climate. I think it. Like I imagine it. More things will probably start burning before no. that. <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to be. Will. A, well, I'm not sure we will. It's interesting. I'd be interested because what will that change culturally? Because we've been dealt quite a, a rough. But what hand about the sea? The sea levels. That's we're an island. That's a problem for us. Yes, but our, is our sea not warm enough? No, I I don't understand the sea levels bit. I feel I don't know what not important. <laughs> for it's just like sea levels are really important. That's it, like going to be the most important it seems, thing that affects. It does people. seem a bit silly because it's like it's like the ice melting at the top, and then that makes everything. It is go. all a bit silly, isn't it? Really, <laughs> it's all a bit silly. This climate change yeah. era. So it's just like the ice falls into the sea and then it, it melts and that's more water and then everything just goes whoop <laughs> everywhere all around the world. Right. Well, you'd have to have melt. That's everywhere. There's a lot of ice caps. But it's not sea levels just here. It's not local. All sea level has to be the same, right? Because it's all one thing. Well, there is such thing as yeah, sea level, isn't it? Yeah. Because you've got inland. So surely that means everyone should be, be in danger. Yeah, well, there's no such thing as lake can like worry. No. But... Uh, the sea is consistent. Mm. It's one big. Yeah. It's one big There's pond. one consistent sea level. It's yeah. called sea level. Altitude's measured if you, from sea level. If you, if you pour a cup of water in the ocean, it wouldn't change. Which the, you often do. Which I often do. It wouldn't change the sea level. You, if you measured it, <laughs> if you measured, if you had a measuring instrument that did it to the most detailed, minute point, it'd have to. It, it would have to. It would have to. Would right? Yeah, it would have to. Do you reckon if I'm... Well, if, if it's I'm, on if a clear I'm, day, there's no rain anywhere in the world. Well, even counting, if it's like going up and down well, with rain the rain and the vapor. evaporation. Yeah, yeah, but it still rains in the ocean. I'm getting this bucket from um, a local reservoir right. in land. So this wasn't from the sea. You're confusing the point. No, it wouldn't be because the... the, the I think reservoirs, they get their water because the clouds <laughs> pick the water up off the sea. Yeah. So it would be, should be taking it back. Yeah, but there's... But, then, but then everything's water. recycled. It's... The rain comes from the sea and then we'll eventually go back to the sea. And it still rains over the oceans. So the only way to rise the sea levels genuinely... You are complicating this no, with talk of reservoirs. I think the only way to truly raise the sea levels is to introduce water that hasn't been anywhere... Hasn't, isn't part of the sea's process. Well, that no, but you could... Ra- so it depends on the time you're measuring. If you measured it and if you like... In a period of five minutes, if you said this is the, the, the sea level right now and then yeah. you added a cup of water, that would affect it short term. Right? That was the question. Yeah. Long term, yeah, sure. You're right. But short term, if you're just measuring what it is, a cup of water should change it. I wonder what the number is for um, how many glasses of water would have to tip into the ocean off the cliffs of Dover before Bangladesh gets flooded. (laughs) (laughs) Before before the Philippines, before before Polynesia goes underwater. (laughs) It's not even fun to try and answer that. Because there is a number, right? There must be. Well, there has to be. How many cups before? But you're right because, it, well, but in that context, the reservoirs are important. Yeah. Because well, where would we be getting of... the water? <laughs> We'd have to do man-made water. Yeah. How many cups of man-made water would it take to pop, pop, pop into the sea 
to drown and it'd be like a trendy trendy tumbler it'd be like quite small and it'd be like it would be this is a sophisticated (laughs) experiment of course i'd expect nothing less those are can you can you even begin to get with polynesia because you know which is on the agenda yeah but we you know we fought argentina that was a bit random who knows polynesia could be there could be could be next there could be a territorial dispute over small islands um you know i think we're not ruling anything out. i think i wonder would that that would probably be a war crime Pouring water into the ocean. Constantly. Yeah. Pelting cups of these water. It's an incredibly long-term war Yeah, I think it's it's probably a process of maybe 10,000 years, maybe. (laughs) What of just consistent men going up to the cliffs of Dover and women. Let's keep going back to the reservoir. (laughs) But then if they're getting it from the reservoir, I just fear that we're not actually making a dent. And that might be the biggest criticism of that policy is you're not really making a dent. And it would be debated in the House of Commons. It would, but maybe instead of doing that, you should just speed up climate change. The great change. Anglo-Polynesian War. That, which was I mostly think. fought via cups of water into the ocean <laughs> rather than traditional warfare methods. It's called soft power. Soft power. Well, that's not soft power. Soft We're not willing any hearts and minds by chucking cups of water into the ocean. But it's sort of like passive... Um, no, it's pure war. <laughs> We're trying to drown them. It's not so- <laughs> You're trying to drown Bangladesh slash Polynesia. No, Bangladesh, if the- Bangladesh is more of a warning shot of Bangladesh. Right. To wind their neck. The in. problem is, because <laughs> it's, it's like this, lads. <laughs> just your fucking neck. I got a bigger glass. Fifty bull blokes standing at the top of the cliffs of Dover. Just we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> but the problem is, how do you know it would go to the right place? What, That's it. Yeah, because That's the sea it. is a cruel mistress. We all know that. We've we many men have tried to have tried to tame the sea, and That's many what have the failed. Many men's about. It is too many men. Too many men <laughs> have tried, tried to, to tame the sea. <laughs> It's more poetic yeah. than people actually give it credit for. It's about respecting Mother Nature. It's about not conquering the world we live in and trying living amongst <laughs> too it. Many. Too many men, too many men. What is too many men actually about? Just too many men. <laughs> is it about what? We need some I more girls. We need some yeah, more girls. I thought, yeah, it's, it feels, it's about going up to a house party that's yeah. being a sausage fest. Yeah, it's in a club. There's <laughs> too many swinging dicks about and not enough wet clunch. I think we've had moments like that. You know, when we were single on the prowl, you know, sometimes it, you know, in Zanti and probably nowhere else. Uh, I don't think early, I've... early f- first year Warwick. I'd say house parties or clubs. Not house parties. Clubs. I'm sort of talking neon. I'm talking smack. You're I'm talking Casbar in Coventry. Have you ever had sex with a girl? <laughs> um, have you ever had sex with a girl off from like? Because uh, I said I say I've never had a one night stand, but people disagree with me. I've never met a girl at a club. Took her back, had sex with her, took and never back from the took club. shorty back from that club. <laughs> bounced on that, bounced on that booty, and then never saw the, never saw the hoe again. I've never done it, so I've picked like I picked a, up a couple of shorties from the club, and then banged them. Yeah, poured them in the no. But then if no, you port, that is that is crude, and then never saw them again. Yes, All right, you have then. I um, I've I'm, I think I reckon I picked up two shorties. Right, two shorties in the club. I think, yeah, I think How do you? Yeah. Because well, I just, I, whenever I get in there, I, I tend to just, one, a lot of, particularly Because your slag era was mainly via Tinder, wasn't it? Yeah. And parties and, it was parties, parties and parties. and bullshit and parties. I'd often, I'd often know them before I had sex with them. Exactly. That's not the way I work. No, because you're- <laughs> That's Im- a weakness. <laughs> it is a weakness. You're so immediately- is them not knowing anything about me. Right. Yeah. But- 
Yeah, I've never taken a girl back from a club and just, you know, got busy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think part of you would, would have liked to picked up some shorties from the clear? I think there is a part of me, yes. <laughs> yes, I think there is a part of me that would like to pick shorties up in the club, taken back, yeah. back to the whip. So, Andrew, do you think, mm. think there's ever been part of you that's ever wanted to pick up shorties from the clear? Hmm. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I suppose I'd be lying if I said there wasn't, you know? I'd... Maybe the, I do look back what, what, and what think, what if? <laughs> what was the thumbnail of that? If that one looks just like a, a twerking gif. Just a twerking game. Yeah. So yeah, I, and it's maybe yeah. I wish I'd picked up more shorties from the clip. Kerwin, Andrew Kerwin. Kerwin muses on previous sexual history. Oh, with the quote. Quote. I maybe wish- I should have picked up more shorties from the club. <laughs> well, I, I think whenever I went out clubbing, I was I, I danced. I was too busy dancing. So this boy, you can't. That left a lot of room yeah. for me to start shagging. Do you know what I mean? That's true because everyone that can dance dances, <laughs> no, and everyone that can't dance, because because Andrew gangly girls. Andrew was too busy focusing on the movie. And I was like, that's fucking right. It's, a, it's an all-you-can-eat buffet. You're not making. <laughs> you don't sound very powerful in that situation. What, like, oh, the- Andrew's busy. I can go and have sex now. <laughs> yeah, it's a breakfast buffet. Um, no, but uh, I hope she's well. Who the girl? That shorty. Which one are you really? Surely, like wow. you're pondering that ass. I'm saying some. That's <laughs> surely like wow. Well, it, most of the it's hard to look back at uh, if you pick up a shorty from the clear, um, have a one night stand. It is hard to not view it through the prism of R and B because what I like about R and B is how mu- is, is a wide ranging genre, but it it has such a focus on picking up shorties from the clip. Yeah, you know, and it's like. They all Often you're going out listening to R and B, so in a sense it's foreboding. Yeah, exactly. And it, a lot of, in the club, there's a lot of R and B. But the yeah. R and B, obviously, it's not not actually about the lyrics as much. It's a lot more about the rhythm and the blues. Wow. <laughs> Two white boys to set to R and B. That was the whitest comment about R and B I've heard. Um, yeah, it's not the most lyrically. There's some good. Well, lyrics. I mean, R Kelly is a genius lyric. Do you want to hear the worst R and B lyric I've ever heard? What? It's um, it's Raphael Sadiq, who's actually I like his stuff, and I used to really like this one song from him. But um, who's, who's this? Raphael Sadiq. You wouldn't know him, um, but he's got some good. He's got some good stuff. But I used to listen to this one song, and I really like the beat. And I don't often listen to lyrics after I, they slowly get into my mind rather than me outright listening mm. to them. And it starts. There's the very first bit, and it goes, "I'm coming home to you." Where some things see through. Nice. That's good. So I can see your heart. <laughs> How fucking lame is that? That's the old bait and switch. It's so dead. That's the old bait and switch. I like that. I come over to you where some things see through. Great. Why ruin it? So I can see your heart. Doesn't even make sense. No, no. That, Doesn't well, even make sense. It's, called, it's poetic metaphor. No, it's not. It's, it's lame. Wordsworth does, does the same. So I can see your heart. This is what Keats, Yates. This is, what, this is about poetic metaphor. Keats, Yates, Sadiq. <laughs> That is so bent. No, because what I like about that is it's like it's where something see through, and it's like God, this guy's such. And it's like you know what? I'm done with all these fuck boys, so I can see your heart. Ah, oh. do you know the problem with it? What is how he's how he's phrased it? The pros. I'm coming home to you. Where something see through, right? That is he's addressing the lady in question. Yeah. He's out at the club. This is him picking up shardy. Imagine being the woman who is receiving that text because it's a text yeah it's a sexy text i'm and coming on to you wearing like, some yeah. imagine you're that girl 
the, maybe your situationships out on the town having yeah. a good time and he's it's like I'm coming home to you wear something see through she's about to put on her lingerie and then receives so I can see your heart that guy's that, open heart surgery that <laughs> right and then yeah. he's like oh fuck I didn't mean that <laughs> this is metaphor it's, yeah. her lack of subtext is what killed her in and the that's end. why they never made it <laughs> she was fine she had open heart surgery he just he comes in there's surgeons with the green scrubs on She's got, you know, when they, they had the thing where they're completely covered apart from that one open bit. Yeah. Open heart surgery. Open heart, you've just described it yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Um, but no, That would be a good bit though. If he, he ain't he getting laid. rolling back, he thinks he's going to get laid and then you've hired loads of actors to have a fake open heart surgery. So I'm the girl in this situation? Yeah, sure. No, I said one, the royal you. Okay. Um, Is there a royal you? Is no. there a royal we? There's a royal we. Yeah, you, plural. Mm. But is that royal? I don't know, it's not. I don't know, it's not. Why is the royal we we? Because it's not, we is plural already. So what, what makes it royal? What's the, re, what's the regality of we? I think what the royal we is like talking about everybody. Yeah. Rather than a select group of people. I don't know why that makes it royal. Yeah, okay. Um, I like that saying, the royal we though. Me too, I'm a big fan of it. It's not used enough. Um, but yeah, there's a, a you know, there's the club. Uh, is um, Flow Rider... Apple button jeans. Yeah. Boot, is that R&B? No, with the fur. fur. With the fur. The, the whole club is looking at her. It's a lot about She clear. hit the floor. She hit the floor. Last thing you know, shawty got low, 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 low. Because that's about sex in the club. Mega you know. sweatpants. Yeah, that's R&B. <laughs> yeah, that is R&B. That's R&B, yeah. So I do think... R&B rap R&B. The prevalent themes of R&B as a genre... It's more like sex. club hip-hop, but... Yeah, it's like sex in the club is... That's what's funny about it as a art form. Sex in the club. Yeah, yeah. I'm bringing sexy back. It's all sex. It's all, yeah. But the club, do you feel... Because the rhythm's too sexy to not put some sexy lyrics on top of it. Do you feel like... Oh, the DJ got us falling in love. That doesn't... Is that... Sing that? Isn't that like pop? The DJ got us falling in love again. <laughs> I don't think that's R&B. Is that not R&B? <laughs> Can you sing it more? I don't know. The uh, DJ got us falling in love Quiet. again. What about Usher? Usher? Usher's, yeah, but he no, but he kind of went club poppy. Why well, didn't he do that? What did he do? Usher, the DJ's got us. DJ's got us falling in love again. That's pop. Love again. That's pop to me. But it's Usher. That doesn't. Yeah, but Usher kind of meandered DJ into mainstream got pop. Yeah, that's club pop. <laughs> 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 R and B. It's featuring. Pitbull. It might be newer R and B, but I, I think feel, I think it's I feel just pop. The, it becomes within the same. But then it becomes pointless. It talks about yeah. It's picking up shorties in a club. It's still within that realm. Yeah. Still, kind of. Yeah. Not really. Um, but yeah, no. A lot of it's a lot of it's sexy music because it's sexy beats. Like, how could you put anything other than some stank on that stank? Do you feel it could be because we're getting older, but the the well, all these young kids' music sounds a bit too no, much no. at the moment. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> You don't look too old in that outfit. No, not at all. Not at all. This <laughs> guy. Um, do you feel that the 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 kind of the club as a concept is no longer as much of an appealing thing? We're we moving on to the sanctity of the club. We're talking about the sanctity of the club. Mm. I certainly think it peaked in the noughties. I'm just talking about even like in music. I just wonder if this new generation, maybe even COVID in, induced, I feel even from a younger age, <coughs> the kind of holding up the club as a sacred space mm. maybe isn't as much. So I think people are getting a bit sick of the club. 
Because the club, I think, in general, is quite an overrated space. But you normally figure that out later in life. I'm the opposite. I think it's an underrated space and people shouldn't be sick of it. It depends what clubs you go to. Most clubs... Yeah, um, most clubs obviously suck. Yeah. But that's... Shitty tunes. People don't go to them anymore at our age. And that's... I am upset about that. And they used that. to. Yeah, they used to at uni, but then people basically... No, no, I mean, are people our age used to go, or is it just an Asian thing? I think it's an Asian thing as well, because a lot of people would prefer to go to the pub rather than go to the club. But is my point is, is it a cultural shift, or is it just us getting older? I think it's... Or is it impossible to discern at this stage? I think it's probably a bit of both. Yeah. But culturally... I feel the, I do feel culturally the, the, the coolness of the club has gone down. I don't think the club is viewed... As such, hello. I just, I, I don't, I just popping bottles in the club. <laughs> it depends which clubs you're going to, though, because if you're going to like Prism or I don't know, I don't know any of the main, yeah. main ones, then those are shit because they're awful. I'm not talking about what you think about the club. I'm talking about culture. I know, but there's cultural, but that's the point because there's still there's, but there's a big. I feel that the, the thing is at uni and m- music has gone to I don't know in the night. In the noughties, I guess they were kind I of... I think the 90s was... The noughties was when um, the club uh, had... But house... Was, had the most stranglehold on pop culture. Yeah, but because uh, there was... House music was around and everyone started liking house music. Yeah. And then, how, and then house music became bastardized. R- R&B in there as well. Yeah, with R&B. Cause yeah. But that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. There's different yeah. things. Yeah. But house music was kind of bastardized coming into the 2010s. And that's where you get... I don't know. Was e- well, that was about EDM. EDM. EDM, EDM house. But they're yeah. all, and they just get, they just make it big yeah. room stuff. And that's why all like mainstream clubs went bad. And then our, in our time, so I think when we're hitting 18 to like 22, so uni-ish time is when you're thinking about what music's in and mm. like techno, kind of techno started coming in. And, and that's, I realise that's quite a European Garage thing. came back a bit. In America, I've seen TikToks about people. You're, you're, in America, they play a lot more hip hop. And yeah, they quite, do. In Europe, it's mainly techno, well, no, but you have, electronic music. Basically. But it's not mainly anywhere. It's because of the clubs you go to. There's such a broad array. That's what I'm saying. No, but culturally in general, if you're going to a, a generic club in Europe, standard. I don't club know music, if you go to so many in the standard club music in America. I feel it's going to. I be think standard hip, in hop, hop, hop. standard in the UK, you'll have for big clubs. You'll have two rooms. One of them plays big room house music. The other plays hip hop. Mm. Think Smack and Neon. Both of them did the same thing. Do you think well, are, are people body popping to house every weekend? In America, they're at uh, no. Okay, because to me, I feel at the the when we went to Zanti, how old were we? Eighteen. Eighteen. I feel that was the most I got well known. I got into like knowing what chart music. Well was. known. That's when everyone was like Horatio's into his chart. I was a big name, big name on the island. Benoy. Benoy. I feel that's when I had maybe I was maybe the most plugged into what was being played in the clubs. What were the songs people were listening to? And that right. I feel that was the summer of House Every Weekend. Well, that was because we were going out clubbing to those kind of clubs quite a lot. Yes. Because that was when we were first legally allowed to go to them. So you have no idea which clubs to go to. You yeah. just go to the, the I mean, ones that you know we, of. And also, it's probably the only time I've ever been to like a club six nights in a row. Yeah, but you knew it beforehand, before you yeah. went to Zanti, because it was our year when we turned 18. We were allowed we're to go. We're talking Trash Mondays. We're talking Trash Mondays. That's all I can remember. <laughs> Is it still occasionally, the occasionally prison. I, it is the UK's longest, longest midweek running club in night. the southeast. In the southeast, <laughs> but no, because we'd go. 
you would know that going to Zanti because we were 18. We were first about first allowed to go to clubs. So you'd go to the well-known ones, the popular ones, and you'd hear that music going around and you'd just enjoy the almost the novelty of going out clubbing. Mm. And then you lo- you kind of get to love all those songs because you associate it with a good I really, time. I, I, I and then I as you get older- I value judgment on them, by the way. That wasn't me saying I loved them. I'm just saying it's just knowledge. I actually didn't particularly like the music. I saw you get down to the house every weekend. I did. Maybe even every weekend. <laughs> Maybe even every, every weekend. Week. <laughs> except house that was every week. Except that was the only house song you knew. <laughs> <laughs> but you played it every weekend. It's every weekend. <laughs> but so you know it, and then. But I think that's what the kind of evolution of clubbing is: is that everyone, the vast majority of people, go out at eighteen, experience it. It's really fun. It's new. And then as you get a bit older, particularly if you go to uni, you start to branch out a bit and like find different kinds of music. So a lot of people who are into music tend to go into either like house or D&B or techno. Yeah. Or like, ga- and there's like garage and you can do side trance and stuff in between those things. And then people start dropping off because it depends how much you actually love it and how much you're going out for well, well, just a good what time. What was nice in Leamington, though, you, and I think there's it's certainly being that age, you had a generation of people who basically grew up with the rave generation who were our age when raving was at its height in the UK, which is like the 90s. Who? You had a lot of old D&B heads. Yeah, a few, yeah. And that was nice to see because there's people But who, you get that at any whole... gig, like like any good gig. Yeah. I say good because yeah. it is. Any good gig you go to, you'll get like the rave couple, the 40, yeah, the rave, 40 50 because yeah. they love the music yeah. because that's the thing about- But, also but the, that's what I'm saying about yeah. the mainstream kind of clubs thing is that, that that is there's no, I don't want to say authenticity, but there isn't much yeah. in the music. It's just turnover, whatever's popular, whatever's popular. So you don't get the old couples going. Yeah. Whereas if you go to a jungle Anything night in Brixton, like you're going to get jungle heads going, people who actually love a certain type of music. Yeah. So that's why, because that's why clubbing's fun now the clubs are still lit if you know which clubs to go to and if you're really into that kind of music yeah no i i agree i, I i'm always, it's always about the music but most you did i did see you did you did love the club i still do and i piss off the but, people but don't you, go you, but you liked the club even when it was shitty well back you, in, had a, you had a true love of the club back in like i'm very i'm like if, if the music's good i can i'm, I'm there for it but it's so ready. If the music's bad yeah. at all, I'm completely out of it. I'm not back in where though. Uni, you would even the shit. You, I you wouldn't. Would, no, that's not true. Yeah, mate, you were popping. Yeah, yeah. You were body popping. It's not true. You were body popping. In you what? Were fucking. <laughs> in what? No, because that's just survival. No, you're witnessing you, there you is survival. <laughs> what are you? But I don't. I, that's not true. You were doing underwater. You know. Once, you once I found Zephyr. Mate, you did Smack Tuesdays. You did fucking Casbar Mondays. Sometimes in first year. No, no, no. Yeah. That's the truth. No, Lemmington. No, yeah. You Tuesdays. can't just say Lemmington. It was first year. I, I went to Smack Tuesdays, which is the shit one. Maybe, maybe, a week maybe for a period. Maybe, you went maybe a five lot. times in second year. That this was it. not me having a go. This is yeah, a, I know, I but this. I respect for it. No, but I could, but it's not true. That's five the problem. Five times in second year. Yeah. First year, I went a lot. First year, first year, smacking Casbar. Second year, at the end of first year, I found Zephyr in the assembly and then basically just went there. I would always leave Smack early because it was horrible. Yeah. Second year was when I fell out in love with the shit club and realised I've actually got to go to the good yeah, club yeah, yeah, to yeah. enjoy myself. Sure. Um, we've reached a stage of the podcast, a, a very dramatic stage indeed, because we decide. I don't really know how to bring this up, but we decided as it as we reached the 150th that maybe it was a good time to maybe you know 
it's a time to reflect. It's a time for new beginnings. And I think a lot of you are going to probably be quite shocked by this news. Um, and I feel it's probably best I just rip the band-aid off. But this will be the last time we employ you to buy bookmark boys, bookmarks. <laughs> After well, it'll ne- be the last time we're officially employed to yeah. employ you. Employ. After, I would argue, nearly 100 episodes advertising nearly you know maybe between 80 and 100 episodes yeah imploring you to buy these ethically are these sourced. fresh bookmarks no these feel fresh anyway i think it's because of yeah. yeah but we got them all out because we got all the boys out for their final <laughs> for their last hurrah we decided to go in different directions there's still a lot of love for bookmark there's boys still a lot and i'm you sure know, you'll have a lot of questions it's, it's, which we'll be happy to we're, answer we're, over the coming days it's no bad blood um, there's only certain amount. There's only a certain amount of content you can do a bookmark. I think I realised maybe I've been thought, thinking about this for a couple of weeks. And as much as I I believe in this product, as much as I love this product, it started making me feel like maybe we'd approached selling bookmarks from as, as many angles as we possibly could. I think <laughs> I think we one of the things we want to do with the podcast is, yeah. and have done is pride ourselves in the fact that people don't generally skip over the ads. We make the ads fun. Yeah. And there's only so there's only so many ways <laughs> that you can make bookmarks fun, and I think we've done about fifty of them, we've done, maybe yeah. more. We did some bad ads. We've for done sure. some dreadful ones. Yeah, no, that's that's the majority of the ads were absolute dog shit. Uh, as she said, she she, she said we, she really enjoyed the ads, but we never once correctly said the discount code. There's been a discount code the whole time. The whole time we've never once. <laughs> no. I can't tell you what it is now. We've always so also, guessed. Also, she has no data to know how successful these ads are because there's no one using the discount code. So there's been zero... Analytics. There's no way... She hasn't got a clue. We haven't got a clue. Can you comment below... If you've ever... If you've ever, throughout the whole time, ever, after listening to a bookmark, ever bought a bookmark... If you heard of Bookmark Boys (laughs) through us and bought one, please comment. Well, they definitely heard of Bookmark Boys. No, and bought one. It's not just you have heard of it, because then everyone would fucking comment. (laughs) But it would be interesting to know... And I think at the live pod, which, thank you, we've sold out now. Thanks, guys, very much. We will do, we'll have, our, we'll have a proper goodbye to Bookmark Boys as, a, as, a, as an entity. But for the, for the actual <clears throat> podcast, this is the last time we'll do an ad for Bookmark Boys. Do you want to take away the beginning of this final ad? Every single one we've ever done has always been just saying words and seeing what comes so you have to say you can't think about it you mm. just gotta go for old time's sake hey ratio yes hello where well, am i you're in where? why are you in spain well, what are we doing in spain wait we shouldn't be in spain what? we've got we've got books to read at home oh yes why why did we come to spain what a silly idea because there's, all my books are back home but we came to spain because in we the were, netherlands uh, where we live we, we oh right right <laughs> Wink. Don't block. Don't we ca- block me. I can't block. Yeah. So yeah. So we we, we came from. God, the, these clogs hurt. Ca- Ow! Why do we have to wear them? Even though no one Dutch, does. We, we are Dutch, and they all do. Why do we come to Spain? <laughs> we came to Spain because we were in search of something to keep our page in the books for. Also, we were trying to find out if the raid in Spain falls mainly on the plane. Which it turns out it doesn't. <laughs> it, doesn't. it doesn't. The it's planes take up very little of the surface area <laughs> of Spain. Yeah, it's a, t- it's a terrible It's almost like it's more of a linguistic device rather than a truth. But anyway, back to what anyway, you were saying. Anyway, back to the bookmarks. 
So we're Dutch. We've come over. We've to come Spain. over to Spain in search of the best. Oh, actually, what we've come over. <laughs> we're doing. We're Dutch, and we've gone on a whistle stop tour around the world to find the best thing. Why are you talking about it like we, this? To find the best. <laughs> I don't know. I. I <laughs> Because that guy over there is listening. I've been on this journey. That guy over there just oh, asked me. Oh, hello, yes. Hi. Hello. Oh, you want to know? Yeah, carry Carlos, on. Carlos, come in. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, just the one paella. Um, so we, we've hi, Two Carlos. So, uh, you're not eating. You've just you've just had a uh, another Spanish type of food. It's true. It's true. You have. <laughs> I did. So Carlos, we've come up. We're doing a whistle stop tour because we we re- we have books to read in the Netherlands. Yes. Um, but we don't have anything to mark our place in them, yeah. and we're fed up of turning the pages. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, well, boys. <laughs> Oh, you're not. You're clearly not Spanish. <laughs> well, yes, I'm from a very strange place in the earth. Uh, okay. I don't want to know. I'm feeling a bit of stranger danger right now, but go on, Carlos. Oh, don't be afraid of friendly Carlos. <laughs> well, boys, have you not heard of a little company based in the UK called Bookmark Boys? Never. B- bookmark Boys, bookmark did you say? Boys. Bookmark, bookmark Boys. Yes, I did say Bookmark Boys. <laughs> oh, tell us more about Bookmark Boys, Carlos. Well... <laughs> Bookmark Boys is a, is a great company that does your favourite celebrities and funny people and puts Like it, who? Like what celebrities? What on earth could they possibly be doing? Like Rob Beckett. <laughs> Rob Beckett. But, I'm going Indian now. Like Rob Beckett, but it, it, it's not only that. They include a famous quote from the bookmark from the person. <laughs> like, no matter how good you think you've done, you will always eat KFC next to a fucking bin. Who's that? That's Rob Beckett. (laughs) (laughs) There's also Alan Partridge. All right. Well, on our way back to the Netherlands. I'm not done. (laughs) Sorry, Carl. They're a UK-based company that offer bespoke bookmarks for anyone that requires them. I hear there's also a discount code, which I can't remember what it is. What's the discount code? I can't remember what it is. Boys gone wild. (laughs) Thanks, Carlos. That sounds really interesting. On and our I way think back to the to Netherlands, the Hague, where we live, we live in the Hague. <laughs> we live in the Hague. What the war? The no, war it's cr- a place. The Hague. Yeah, we not the court. No, the, we're not being the court. I thought, is you, named were adding, after the I thought you were adding that our characters are currently on trial <laughs> at the Hague for war crimes, which would have been great. Well, we live in. No, we just live there. Right. Live on our there. way back from the we're Hague, we'll go, we'll go and Hague. visit the UK. On the way, so that when we go see, back to see all our books, because right. you were upset, you're upset because we left all our books back in Netherlands. No, I wasn't upset. Were you going on a? You missed what I said to Carlos. Right? Yeah, sure, missed everything. <laughs> you missed. I said to Carlos that we're in the Netherlands. We live in the Netherlands, and all our books are in the Netherlands. But we're pissed off that we have to keep yes. turning the corner, so we're on a whistle stop tour. So now we should probably go to on, England. On the way back. On the way back. Even though I think they do do international deliveries, but we'll go back there anyway. We don't even know if they do international deliveries. I'm sure they do. So, bookmark boys, for the last time, the shoes that breathe. <laughs> the bookmark, the, the noise, bookmark boys who make all the noise because of their toys. Brilliant. Well done, guys. Um, over the weekend, uh, I, I guess we should talk briefly about uh, England's exit from the World Cup, about thoughts, feelings, comments. We had a big... Um, Christmas lunch with our friends planned that was planned on the day at the exact time 
but luckily it worked out. It's basically just been like a private viewing of it. It actually worked yes, out incredibly it did. well. But I was in, extraordinarily nervous. There is, I, I know. thought it was going to be a, a day ruined. There is, there's, there's something about chewing on a pigs in blanket whilst watching the World <laughs> Cup, which doesn't sit well. But that's you can mostly put that down to the time of year it is. Yeah, I, I, the and only weird thing, thing about it, it was great that we had basically a private room in a pub uh, with a screen. Um, I guess the only thing that was weird was having like a proper three-course Christmas meal at an angle while watching the football was a strange way to do it. Yeah. I, I did have the saddest crumble of my life because dessert <laughs> came out. What are you saying? That's so weird. Though. Well, dessert came <coughs> out during eight minutes of extra added time when we were desperately searching for an equalizer. Yeah. Um, and so, and the crumble had just arrived. It was a mm. bit too hot. Mm. And then by the time it was clear that it was done, mm. I was like eating the crumble. Mm. And that it tasted, it's not good to, eat pudding just as you've lost mm. I've realised there's something very bittersweet like oh, a tart apple very, and a crumble very good I didn't eat my chocolate mousse out of respect out of respect out of respect I thought you can't you can't <laughs> crash out of the World Cup to our arch rivals the French yeah as we've we, well the Patreons we're on a quest to actually invade, invade France, France. Um, but I saw the chocolate mousse and I thought well, that's a celebration food yeah that's like cracking a <laughs> bottle of champagne. Well, if I was to tuck into out. that mousse, it would be but what's the, what's an the version injustice of to the, the boys who did their best out there. What's the, 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 if a chocolate mousse is like a bottle of champagne, what's the pop in the cork? It's a great question, Horatio. <laughs> and in answer to that, it would be the kind of, the, you know, the, <laughs> the <laughs> as you kind of dip your spoon in and take your first, your spoonful out, there's a slight release of air. Because so you've of come the home the to your being, wife, you've just got promotion from work. The mousse being quite a like, light honey, substance. Honey, Put your glad rags on. We're I've got rich. some mousse. <laughs> no, no, no. It's well. It, they didn't give us a yogurt pot. Yeah, it's not the opening of the lid. What is it? It's the releasing of the very slight air bubbles that exist within the mousse when you first dip your spoon. <laughs> Honey, I've won the lottery. Three. Put your glad bags on. We're going shopping. Get the mousse out the fridge. <laughs> you know, there's a slight. Yeah, there is a little bit. Yeah, there's a slight release of gas. Yeah, yeah. and that it was that gesture. That deemed it inappropriate yeah, for me to even did. dive into that mousse yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, so I didn't touch it. But the problem, it was good. And you, we, I think we were all very aware that, you know, there's one, it's a, it's a tradition. It's there's been, one rule for them quite, and one for us. Too bloody right. And we need to keep them out. <laughs> <clears throat> it's been a tradition amongst our friend group for a long time where a lot of us go, I think it's been five years almost mm. now that we do something Christmas. So this, it's almost the most important meal of the year in the friendship group. Sure. But I think we all kind of, because of the gravity of the World Cup, gravitas. The, the gravitas <laughs> of the World Cup, we all immediately realise that the, the meal was kind of coming second yes. to the viewing of the football. Yeah. So I wasn't really, I critiqued the starter I wasn't too bothered about you the potatoes. Critique, you did critique because it was very odd. Yeah, it was strange. It was it, very the tomato odd. Tomato relish, tomato relish on a prawn. Yeah, yeah. but it looked. Be- it's not a prawn it cocktail. It tasted better than it looked because it did look like ketchup and it had a little more sunshine. Sun the pairing it. was disastrous. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was just not wanting to ruin the meal because I, I do pride think myself in being so- a very good dinner party guest. I'm always full of compliments. And do you think you um, you carried on that tradition? Yes, because what was presented to me was quite frankly abhorrent. Really, it was dr- it was dreadful. And a lesser man would have a lesser man would have said this is shit. I'll, I'll, you uh, did Paul, say that. Paul Delaney did. Oh no, Paul refused to eat it. Oh, okay. Um, whereas I soldiered through and ate all of it and said it's an odd pairing rather yeah. than 
Oh yeah, it's tasteful, tasteful complaints. I remember saying quite a few times of you know you just just do just do the Marie Rose sauce. There's nothing wrong with Marie Rose sauce. Don't try and make it. Don't try and make it special. Do one thing and do it well. Is what I would have said. Which is kind of off the mark, but <laughs> just lettuce. <clears throat> well, look, well, no, there's nothing wrong with a prawn cocktail. Yeah. There's all, all the scientists and the wizards of the world have come together and created the Marie Rose sauce. It, the start, I did feel like um, it did feel like the the guy in the, the kitchen staff were having a bit, getting a bit experimental. Exactly. It felt like Salvador Dali was in the kitchen. Exactly. It's like, lad, I, I want to see your paintings. I don't want to eat your food. And, and when we think about what we were eating, which is a prawn cocktail followed on by a, a, on a, let, on which a, is on a, a prawn cocktail followed by a roast dinner, how much experimentation do you want? Or how much is this of years of graft? It's spitting on people's graves. I can't yeah. tell you which graves it is. Yeah. But you're certainly defaming someone. Yeah. Um, and then the main cause, the meat was surprisingly good. For the meat was breast, well cooked. For turkey breast, it's hard to get turkey breast right. You know, that shit dries out like yeah, a cunt. You, you couldn't be more correct, yeah. I agree. So everything else was inc- on mass, it was, it was all right. How, um, how was your pudding? I don't like crumble, but there's nothing better on the menu. I don't like Hey, you owe me money. I do owe you money. How much? Fiver. Fiver? It was fiver. Um, I do owe you money. <laughs> it's too complex of a Well, you can explain it. It's for- oh, it's actually really easy. You yeah. Know. Well, um, we we've got into the the habit of betting it recently. This is our third bet. This, what's the what's the what was the first one? Maybe it was the second. Yeah, it's our second bet, uh, and I got I got a bit. He said, "I know what," because we all had to. Um, it was a pre order. We had to pre order our three meals. And yeah. Andrew was convinced that he knew what I'd ordered, and I thought yeah. I didn't know you kn- you knew how much I like crab. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very it was a very public conversation as well. People really got involved in it. You said I I bet. That you've got two of the same as me. I said, I bet we've got two of the same, and I bet they're the starter and the main, and we've got different puddings. And I and you went I, no, no. And then he said, "Do you want to bet it?" I'm like, "I'm not betting it." And then I thought and then there was some pressure. Like, there was some I was pressure. Like he's not going to have thought about my crab. He's going to think I got the duck. He thinks because I'm such a meathead no. that I've gone for double meat. He doesn't know. But I know, know your meathead is slightly successive when you go outside to like a restaurant. He doesn't know how elegant and sophisticated I am. Without crab tomato relish, <laughs> and I was like, "He's gonna be, he's gonna be shocked." But no, he was correct. So I do owe you money again. Let me re- two, be- two bets in a row. Two bets lost. It's not good for you. And England lost. And England lost. Um, how did this exit feel for you? The, I'm still yet to feel the World Cup. If I'm being honest, really? Yeah, I, you just don't. I'm not. You just don't. Get no, no, no. I. It's not. No, I'm comparing this to other World Cup experiences. The Euros. Yeah, get- no, the Euros felt. I'm comparing it to because I get, I always get into it, and it's not because I, I in in the past you could fairly charge me with not getting behind the lines as sure. much. That's yeah. fair, and I've kind of turned a corner with that a yeah. bit. But I'd always feel the World Cup like the drama and the importance of it. Yeah. I think there's something about it being in the winter that is just not like when we were watching it last night. Yeah, I was just like this. This doesn't feel like a World Cup semi final. No, it's true. Well, it's part. Yeah, I'm back in the days. I remember. I can starkly messy, remember like Italy versus France World Cup yeah. final when Zidane those headbutted. Are big, that, well, that was the final. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I. But still, no. But even in that one, I remember the semi finals and it being the grandeur around it. And now I just there's something weird about it. When England play, I feel it. Yeah, but I just don't. And that the Netherlands. Netherlands, um, Argentina, Argentina yeah. was amazing, Incredible. but that's just because it was a great game of football. It was because you want. It's almost like the World Cup should elevate average games of football yeah. because it's the World Cup. I feel it has. There's, I'm sure it has for many, but there's something about it that I'm not you're quite. The few. And I'm the few. <laughs> I'm the silent majority. <laughs> who's now speaking about it? But I don't. 
Is it is, maybe because it's more yeah, chuck it in. Maybe because it's winter. But then I don't really... But then that's the thing, because I'd be the last person to understand the seasons. Yeah, it's true. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I this this World Cup exit, I mean, it, once again, it triggers a array a, a of quite unique and bleak memories, which is England leaving major tournaments. Because um, I remembered all of them. I remember when we went out in 2010. I remember when we went out in 2006, when I think I was I was doing some sort of like scout type thing. You were you were in the scouts at any not, point in your life? You can't scouts, tie a knot. Not scouts, because it, it was a, it was a family thing. I'm actually all right at tying knots. I'm okay. Prove it. That's very good. <laughs> yeah, I know he gets it. Uh, I remember 2006. I don't remember 2004. 2010, I remember 24. I remember all of the moments when we went out. And I feel this one wasn't as bleak as... I think it's because we were out and having fun. Yeah. I, th- I guess this one out of all of them was the feeling of we deserved a bit more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like 2020, like the final, <coughs> we had it in our grasp. So it was heartbreaking. We were there for yeah. it. 2018, we kind of overachieved, but we also had a shot again in the final. We were in extra time against Croatia where we feel we should have won. And it was, but it was the first time we'd done well. So it was basically the end of this hype. This time, because we we're playing such a big team, we're favourites going in. But then the manner we went out yeah. was pretty unique because we played so but that's, well. But it wasn't really unique because it's kind of the English manner. In no, but we play, we hold on. And just yeah. about scrape. But we never, and then lose. we never but go now, out. We played pretty well. We never go out after being outbeaten by a good team who beat us like two 0 When it's just like there wasn't really any coming back from it. We very rarely get Germany, outplayed to lose. Twenty ten or twenty ten. Um, yeah, I'm talking more recently. Uh, twenty fourteen, we didn't win a game. That was wasn't twenty ten when that Lampard? We lost wasn't twenty ten when that Lampard shot went in though? Yeah, so we could have been two two all at half time. And that's big. Yeah, it was big. There's always something. Yeah. There's always something like that. Yeah. I mean the the worst feeling was uh when we lost to Iceland in the Euros twenty sixteen. That was That was t- yeah, that was the but bleakest. that was just because we were sitting with like well, six hundred people. It was the mo- it was unbelievably humiliating as yeah. well. Um, but when you're with six hundred people in like an open piazza. And that was when it screen. really it was an awful vibe. And then this time I did feel proud of the boys, it is just a shame. Um but probably on all accounts, fair enough. Um, yeah, but we'll come again. Yeah, it's a very young age of it's a very young pool, a very mm. a very young squad. They're going to be coming back to the next one. I mean, look at the look at the young performers: Foden, Bellingham, yeah, um, other people. Yeah, it's just it. Yeah, it, it's just that we've got a couple. Of, we've got this generation. We have like th- four shots at winning a trophy. The thing that, because I remember... Keep, we fucked it. We've we, we done three and we got yeah. close. I remember when I was in my more naysaying days back yeah. in, it must, it was, it might have been the World Cup. Did we lose yeah. to Croatia? Croatia 2018. Yeah. And that was, and I saw a list on somewhere that was something to do, and it was saying like all the teams that England has beaten in the last two or three World Cups, and there's like no good teams on there. Because yeah. that was what I'm, what I was saying back in the day. It was like, yeah, we should be beating these teams. Yeah. But then you kind of, then there's a choking. This one was different because it was France. But the difference we, we with sh- this We team, could have won. But the di- we could have won. But this also, team we is went different. To, we went, yeah, and we went to a big team and we arguably outplayed them for large periods of the game. And we, I mean, the Harry Kane penalty miss. Yeah, it's tough. It comes down to a penalty, but just, I mean, 
I feel for him as well. As, as he, everyone feels for him. You should. Yeah. Anyone that goes online like shouting abuse at these people are absolute maniacs. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but he uh, probably in the world he's like the number one person you'd pick to be taking that penalty. Yeah, and he missed. I can't. Yeah. Just fuck, it's just like it was just there. two in a game. Two in a game. There's something about two in a game. Yeah. Still, he just he, he just blasted it as well. It's, I couldn't believe it. But if we're gonna go out. I'd prefer it to be like that. What, cunting it over the bar? The English way out. Yeah. Just it's just don't even hit the target. You just, just cunt No over. thanks, didn't want it anyway. <laughs> didn't want it anyway. Get back home. You wouldn't, it'll be more annoying. He was homesick. For me, it'd be more annoying if it was saved. Yeah. Because then it would be more heartbreak. Whereas that was like, it was in our own hands and we and decided, we decided not to go through. Oh, no, we it's had Brexit. power. It's an honourable, Honourable leave. It's Brexit. Much like Brexit. It's like, we're just going to leave. Why? It's going to fuck you up. Who gives it go? Fuck there's, there's essentially an open goal in front of us. <laughs> we're just like, and we go, no fuck. thanks. We'll take that route. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, you were quite excited about the Harry and Meghan doc- documentary. And I, I'm still yet to see fully why you were... You're not normally excited about these sort of things, but you seemed pretty... I was excited to watch it. Gassed about drama, it. man. Yeah. Drama. It's you, also well, you're more into this. I'm normally into this more gossipy stuff, but you seem quite invested. I'm turning in. a bit of a corner in gossip, yeah, and I'm not I, I loving think, it. I think the moment when I realised that was when I had to look something up on your phone, and it said Golden Golden Globes winners, and that was the first thing. So no, I, I typed in Golden Globes because I wondered if they'd happened. Still, that's it's not still. You're, you're a giggly little. Queen I always now. look at looking you're up brunching with looking the up who won the Golden Globes is an indulging in gossip. I don't know. It it, it seems like it's part of the shift. How? I looked up, I've looked up for many oh, she years. Wore, oh, what, she wore that dress, did she? No, that's Golden Globes red <laughs> carpet pictures, which is not what I looked up. Well, Golden Globes winners is very different. <laughs> you know that's different. <laughs> Although I have got a little bit more interested in what people are wearing on the red carpet now. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. You're turning to a fastidious queen. The Harry and Meghan thing is, it's history unfolding. This is our, uh, it's like the peasants' revolt. Of what's peasants? happening now. The peasants' revolt of 1508. But who were the peasants in this? Us. In- we're always the peasants. No, Harry and Meghan. It's, it doesn't, no, it's not exactly the peasants' oh, but you revolt. Mean it's historical. It's historical yeah. and it's, we... Because we have politics, you know, politics nowadays, and it's that's kind of the main arena. Yeah. But like for centuries, centuries, it's all been on the royals and anything the king does. And like this would be huge news anywhere else. It's like it's like the prince defecting to France. Yes. In yeah. some ways, or disassociating herself from the royal family. Even though, because the royal family, you can look at it like politically and have a moral stance yeah. in it, or you can look at it historically and the importance of it. And the Queen's dead, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I didn't mean to come out and just say it. <laughs> but it's the truth. The Queen's dead. That's already a massive blow for the popularity of the royal family itself. Yeah. Because now, who cares? Yeah. Loads of... All the older generation who love the royal family are like... All love the Queen or loved the Queen. Charles isn't really someone that they're going to hang on to Fat too fingers, much. Big ears. Fat fingers, big ears. You can't yeah. run a country like yeah. that. Yeah. It's in, it's intolerable. So now there's no one really, there's no one that's holding the family together as much. And it's like, this is a massive expose on it yeah. in a time when it's so turbulent that it's just really interesting to see what they say about it, how they say it, how it's framed. It's also hilarious to see massive historical events Play put out forward on a Netflix, yeah. exactly how Netflix does documentaries. Yeah. 
And it's just funny seeing those huge seismic things that could potentially mean the end of the royal family with that music and everything is is great. Uh, I want. I think I want to talk more about this. I think we come to the end of this episode, so we'll, we'll carry on this conversation on the Patreon. Wow, was that a teaser? That was a teaser. Um, so we'll see you guys next week. If you want to hear the end of this conversation, the Patreon episode will come out Monday. Thank you very much for subscribing. We'll see you guys next week. Keep it on the download.